0: Hello, and welcome back to our second episode of Between Two Gophers, Six Feet Apart Season Two. I'm still excited about that, as I should be. I am one of your hosts, Gemma Keeler.
1: And I'm your other host, Lucas Levin. And today we're featuring a very special guest, um, spe- so special in fact that he lives with me. This is a mm. different roommate, but it is my roommate. Scott, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, I am Scott Larson, and like you said, I am Lucas's roommate, uh, you can Venmo me at Scott Larson at, <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put together a fund to, uh, move out so i don't have to live with him yeah
1: reparations (laughs) for living with
0: me honestly our um we don't get enough responses from the podcast as you probably heard from the welcome back episode when lucas begged you endlessly to talk to us so we are going through lucas's roommates as our subjects just slowly so expect to hear from the rest of them it's funny
1: it's funny though because you know when we had cole on my other roommate um I feel like he said something very similar to not wanting to live with me anymore. <laughs> so it's just it's very wow, funny. Wow, that's so
0: weird. I wonder why. Yeah, hmm.
1: yeah I I know, I know, right? There's almost like a, a pattern happening at the moment. I can't yeah. tell. Um so Super weird. Gemma, do you want to talk about what are we talking about today, Gemma? What are what's our topic?
0: Yeah. So we, we actually do have a reason for having on? we do have a reason for having Scott on, other than just that he lives with Lucas. Um it is because Scott <laughs> no longer goes to college. Um, in the words of um our founding fathers he is a dropout which we love and so we just wanted to talk to him about his experience with that because um i know with like the pandemic and shit like it's been on a lot of people's minds so i don't know everybody Um,
1: has a different reason to drop out and yeah scott's not the whole expert as we were talking before this scott uh just said that he is some fucking guy which is yeah. true he's just some fucking guy who dropped out and we just wanted to talk to him about it and kind of just maybe get for people who are thinking about it or don't know what it's like or why you know what some of the thought processes or people who can't fathom why someone would drop out because you know what for whatever reason which honestly in this honestly, time can I, d- anybody I don't understand
0: not fathom it really let's be, <laughs> let's talk Anyway, so, Scott, do you want to just tell us um, uh, how long did you go to school? When did you drop out? What was your reasoning? Tell us your story. Speak your truth.
2: All right. Uh, well, I guess it all started back on May 30th, 2000. Uh, I was born in <laughs> Guatemala City, Guatemala. and No. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: okay,
2: okay. So, so my college story. Um, I did two full years um, of college. The first year... Uh, I went to the University of Kansas, um, and very quickly I found out that that place was just not the right fit for me.
0: Probably pretty wasn't much Kansas, um, yeah. It,
2: exactly, yeah. There, there's nothing to do there except school. So and
0: run through cornfields. Yep. Anyway, yep,
2: that's it. Yeah, hoorah, Kansas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hoorah. Um, <laughs> That's their saying. <laughs> uh, so, so, so like I said, very quickly found out not the right fit for me. So I decided uh, I wanted to transfer closer to home. So I applied to get transferred to the U. And after a few months, found out I got in. Uh, I still wanted to finish my, my freshman year um, at the University of Kansas. Um, so I did that. And then the next fall, I started at the U. And I feel like it was still, um, still not the best fit, but a better fit uh, than Kansas was. Um, and I guess to kind of backtrack on my story a little bit, uh, college was something that uh, felt more like a social obligation in a way, mm-hmm. or something my parents um, didn't pressure me to do, but encouraged me. To do. It it was my high school that pressured everyone to go to college once they graduate. Um, There was very little emphasis on alternative routes post high school there. Um, So, you know, leading up to my senior year of high school, there was kind of this idea um, of I I have to go to college once I graduate. But there was never really a a strong desire to go. It just kind of felt like something I had to do. Um, So right off the bat, my relationship and opinion of and to college was not the best. Um, But I I also figured uh, I'm getting all this financial support for my family. Mm -hmm. um, And I... I had good enough grades to even get into a college where I was like, well, maybe I should uh, give it a try. And I did. And when you throw in a pandemic um, (laughs) into into that, yeah, into the mixing bowl, um, Mm -hmm. it just kind of pushes you to the edge of,
1: nope, school is definitely not for me. I don't want to do it anymore. And here I am. So there was already that, I mean, that intrinsic, like, you were like, I don't really want to be doing college anyway, right? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah. I, uh, I, it's not as black and white as right, that, right, I guess. Yeah. Although although I, I guess in a way it kind of is. Um, I, I mean, I, I was definitely looking forward to the social aspect of college, of, like, meeting new people, making new connections. And, you wanted uh, to
0: fuck bitches, get money.
2: Yes, exactly. Don't yeah. we all? <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah.
2: And uh, I, I've been doing more of one than the other, uh, the getting money part. but uh, Oh. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, but. Bad. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, 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 you know, uh, as someone who spent most of their life in Minnesota, I love Minnesota, but I also wanted to. Uh, Meet and become friends with people from other places too, yeah. and uh, and unfortunately,
1: you moved and, in with me. Yes, yes. <laughs> unfortunately, yes. that turned out yeah. very poorly for you. Yeah. So, I mean, what what we were you gonna? You kind of talked about how I mean now now you're, you're you're working. So, like, what what exactly like have you started doing since you dropped out? Not to like <laughs> derail, but kind of <laughs> wanted to talk about that. Uh.
2: Well, I I finally um made the decision to drop out uh, towards the beginning of uh, this past summer. Mm-hmm. So, um, and since I wasn't going to be moving into the apartment that Lucas and I are in now um, until the end of August, um, I, I had a couple jobs uh, in my hometown of Plymouth. Uh, for the <laughs> summer, I worked at a, yeah, I I, I, I had two, two part-time jobs there. Uh, the first one was uh working at a lifetime and the second one was uh kind of like doing stock at a west marine uh, Mm. in minnetonka um but uh i I knew lucas um worked at a coffee shop in minneapolis uh and uh since he knew that i was planning to not do school anymore and kind of work full-time during this pandemic Mm-hmm. um i asked him if he could put in a good word for me at the coffee shop that he works at and yeah. uh, he, he told them he you're was... an
0: absolute asshole I assume he <laughs> yes <is.
2: laughs> yes but apparently they hire assholes there because they hire <laughs> they you. have me there so of course exactly yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was true. um so yeah it, ever since september i've been working full time at that coffee shop uh I don't hate being a barista, but also I hate being a barista. Yeah, <laughs> at the it's same just time. it's just being a minimum wage worker in general. When it's, it's pretty not, shitty. Yeah. yeah, it's just shitty yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah.
0: So
2: then, I like- mean, the work the work itself is very easy, and yeah. I kind of enjoy making the drinks. It's yeah. dealing with the people that I'm making the drinks for that <laughs> yeah.
1: is the problem. It's yeah. funny because when Scott started working, he had this what I call new blood energy, which is like this this like excitement to work there. And I said, you'll slowly get more and more cynical as it goes on. You will. And then hate as it it's gone, yeah, and as it's gone on, it's just become this like cynical adventure between the both of us where we're like, okay i'm done now (laughs)
2: it's like oh this fucking guy's coming in god damn it yeah
1: it's like we'll we'll see the regulars with their specific orders i'm like oh damn it we're like hey how you doing today welcome to this this and that it's like we want to like blow our brains out if you're if our bosses are listening please don't fire us we love working there they're they're not listening (laughs) for legal reasons this is a joke um Shout out to Sister Sludge co- uh, Coffee Cafe and Wine Bar in South Minneapolis. Go co- get your coffee and wine bar there.
0: <laughs> Do not call and ask if they are open for dining. I've heard. Yes,
1: that. yes, that's why I said last last. Pa- yeah, last episode. just a reminder
0: because apparently that is a point of contention. Anyway, so <laughs> moving on. Um, so you're working part time or full time? Part time? I don't know. Uh,
2: full full time basically. So, okay, yeah. sexy.
0: So then do you plan to like continue this path for a while? Or what are like what does the next year look like for you, or the next few years? That's
2: a good question. Uh the next year is kind of uncertain in ways. Um, but in the next few years, hopefully um, you know, we're we're out of this pandemic mm-hmm. by then. But um uh I, I've always had a desire as a kid to act and write and direct for both theater and, uh, you know, for film too. Um, so basically my, the the general skeleton of my very vague plan right now <laughs> is that I, I'm going to continue working at the coffee shop as much as I can, uh, to, you know, pay rent, pay the bills. And then, uh, when theaters and, and everything reopens again, uh, I plan to, audition for whatever I can, when I can. And, uh, hopefully, um, you know, I, I get some opportunities moving on from there. Uh, and then even now while I'm working at the coffee shop, um, I've been working a lot on writing. Um, I've, there's a good amount of projects that I've, I've put some effort into ever since the pandemic started and, uh, working full time and not having to do homework for like five hours after every day that sounds nice i I have a lot yeah i I have a lot more downtime to uh work on what i actually want to work on so yeah basically just forge my own path um uh, artistically in whatever ways i can once uh you know everything is open again so
1: right yeah <laughs> um is there so i mean has there been any like sort of specific challenges that have ar- um like arisen since dropping out and you know figuring out life and, and stuff like what what would you say maybe was the hardest thing about doing all that yeah i guess the
2: hardest thing is probably trying to keep my morale up pretty much mm. um i i mean i I am definitely in a much better headspace than I have been since I was probably a kid since I, yeah. since, you know, I'm no longer doing school all my life. I've known school and stress and work. I don't want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when I made the decision to stop doing that, cause I didn't have to, mm-hmm. uh, it, it felt like this tremendous weight was lifted off of my chest with that. But being someone who wants to go into the arts um, you know for a career, yeah, uh, and still aspires to do that during a pandemic uh, with with each day, a little bit of the optimism of being able to make what I want to make kind of dwindles each day,
0: <laughs> with yeah, seeing
2: more and more people partying and not wearing masks, oh and my god traveling and. Um,
1: One of the many things that me and Scott talk about while we're working together at the coffee shop is that is about, you know, the theater and film industry, because I'm part of my uh, broad. Well, I'm studying broadcast journalism, but I'm also studying film. And then on top of that, my entire family, they're all actors and, you know, playwrights and whatever. And so we always kind of get into that conversation about what's going to happen and what does it look like and what do we even do? So we we talk about that that optimism dwindling away a lot, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but um, there's still a lot of hope, you know, there for it. You know what I mean? But it's kind of just waiting it out, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, thankfully for something like writing, that's something you can do whenever, wherever. Yep. Pretty Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's good to keep the creative juices flowing um, in that regard. But um, also, you know, there's still this desire to get on a stage again or try and see if I can uh, be in someone's short film or, you know, and, and even just, you know, with all this extra free time that I have not being committed to school, it's like, you know, I, I want to be able to go and visit new coffee shops and,
0: yeah. you know, go,
2: oh my g- God. go get Go get food with friends, pretty much. Right. That's just not yeah. possible right now. Like, I, I was
0: thinking about, like, how um a lot of people take gap years, now, you know, but during this time, like, what the fuck are you supposed to do during a gap year? You know what I mean? Literally, that's what I was like, going to ask. It's like, oh, travel the world, work a bunch of minimum wage jobs, like, do all that stuff. And then, but you can't do any of that. So, I don't know. It is, like, I completely feel what you're saying about, about just the impending, like, the impending sadness of all of it. Like, I get it. So, yeah. Yeah. I yeah.
1: was, yeah. I was going to ask because, you know, when you think about dropping out, especially before COVID, it was like this idea of like, well, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to do this and that. Yeah. And that's changed a lot. You know what I mean? Like, like when yes. you look at what dropout life is like now, it's not the same as what it was, you know, two, two years ago. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, did you ever? I mean, like, is this what you? I mean, I obviously, I know what the obvious answer is, but I mean, like, does this anything like you expected it being at all? Like, is there things that you expected, and are there things that you didn't expect? I'd say yes and no. Um,
2: I mean, I, I always expected to at least give college a try, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm not surprised that after two years, I decided to stop, and that it wasn't right for me I'm not surprised at all by that fact but Mm -hmm. I am surprised at really kind of what we've been talking about you know with these past few questions with you know having all this freedom and yet being so restricted because of the state of the world right now um so yeah I'm not surprised at all that you know um this is where (laughs) I ended up right now the surprising part is that you know uh the world is full of shit right now yeah (laughs) yeah
0: it's not the dropping out that surprised you it's the fucking dumpster fire that is the entire world i love that and so then i know and um you mentioned a little bit about how like your parents wanted you go to college and i think like the general culture at least for people Um, like in the same socioeconomic status as we are and like most of the university is, is that like once you graduate high school, you go to college, you know, that's kind of the expectation. So do you want to talk a little bit on like, I don't know, what was that like for you, like being expected to go to college when you didn't necessarily like school, stuff like that?
2: It was definitely a little uh, frustrating, um, but also it it almost felt a little bit taboo to have that idea in your head of not wanting to go to college Mm -hmm. because it it, even, you know, in, in elementary school, the school district I went to, you know, I'd be on the playground in like third grade with my friends and they're all talking about like, Oh, I want to go to St. Olaf or go to the U, (laughs) you know, when when I graduate. And I'm just like, I, I'm not fucking thinking about that. All I know is (laughs) I want to act. I want to write. I want to direct. I want to make movies
0: Mm
2: -hmm. pretty much. Um, Yeah.
0: I'm ten
2: years and old. That I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and then um, as the years go by, and uh, I'm getting closer and closer to finishing high school, there's more emphasis put on uh, college. Uh, more coming from my mom than was my dad. My dad was more. I'll support you and uh, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, just as long as you're happy and you're doing what's right for you. And not that my mom didn't want me to be happy, but because <laughs> ne- neither she nor my dad went to college after they graduated high school mm-hmm. and every every parent wants better for their kids than what they had. Yeah, my mom was very insistent on me going to college pretty much, and uh, it it kind of felt like if I didn't, there would be this disappointment uh, from her. Um, if I didn't go.
1: Gotcha. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, um, I guess like, there's just like a, uh, you know, you kind of talked about it where it's like, it's, it's a little bit taboo, um, topic for just like dropping out. And we just kind of want to talk about like, why do you think there is the stigma out there about dropping out. You know what I mean? Like, why do we think that, like, people, like, consider it, like, lazy or uninspired or that they're going nowhere when you clearly have a goal in mind? You know what I mean? And yeah. a lot of people who do drop out, they have aspirations and they have ideas of what they want to do, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I
2: think the stigma comes just from the fact that a phrase like dropping out is synonymous with giving up, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I think especially older generations, there seems to be a lot of um, a, a lot of emphasis on finishing what you start. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it doesn't matter how you're doing mentally or how you feel about the thing just mm-hmm. get it done pretty yeah. much. There's more emphasis on completion than there is uh, finding fulfillment in what you're doing.
0: Yeah.
2: And I I think that's mostly where the stigma comes from. Um and then you know with so many jobs out there requiring um a
0: a degree requiring
2: yeah. deg- a degree it it's kind of like, you know, people older than you are going to like, well you can't work at a coffee shop for the rest of your life, you know. It, mm-hmm. That doesn't pay the bills, that doesn't support a family. Um But also, I mean, rarely do people stay at one minimum wage job for the rest Mm -hmm. of their lives. Uh, I I mean, some people, uh, that is the case, but not for everyone, too. Uh, I I guess I don't really know where I'm going with this. I feel like I'm rambling (laughs) right now. But I I think, yeah, a majority of the stigma comes from uh, it it sounding like you're giving up when really that's... You know, that's not the case at all.
0: And I like your emphasis on, like, the older generation because I feel like back in the day, um, but, like, if you got a college degree, you're guaranteed to have this amazing career, you know, like, you are going to be set up for life. Whereas now, I feel like, at least for some degrees, like, once you graduate, like, it's not like that. You know what I mean? You still have to work your way up through an entry-level position. Like, college doesn't guarantee you a, like, an amazing an amazing career anymore you know
1: or even then like some of them were just like oh i'm not gonna go to college i'm gonna work in a coal mine and it's like and then they made like you know six figures and they got black lung but it's like
0: exactly even now like i feel like there's many careers where you don't need a college education but it's kind of like selling your soul to the devil when you're paying 20k a year to get an education and then go into an entry-level job where you have to work up so you can even pay your bills you know what i mean it's just like a cycle of this is sounds very much like we live in a society, but it's um, <laughs> just a cycle of capitalism, really, like selling your soul in order to work for the rest right, of your life, which is right. really hot girl shit if you think about it. So. Yeah, and I think, yeah. Gemma,
1: it might help if you give – because you had you might have some perspective considering that you were – this was an th- option that you were considering at one point. Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, I am a sophomore right now, obviously second semester, and for the past three semesters I was an advertising major, and last semester – like. I was going through it with the pandemic, mental health and everything, and I remember calling my mom and being like, I'm literally about to push the button and drop out, like I'm like not doing this just because I was in a space where I knew once I graduated with my degree, I would probably be starting with an internship after college and then working my way up in something that I wasn't super passionate about. And I was like, why the hell am I doing this when I'm not passionate about this in any way? And I'm going to graduate here with $100,000 in debt that I'm going to be drowning in, um which I didn't end up dropping out. I ended up switching my major to education which was kind of a move because there is a need for teachers and so i obviously i'm super excited about teaching but for me it was like i almost dropped out but then i switched to something where there's more job security so like i don't know i yeah i almost did it and sometimes i wish i had but then again with the pandemic like the ideal life that i had dreamed i would be living when i dropped out just wasn't possible like i Mm -hmm. dreamed of like going to Europe and, like, sleeping in hostels, backpacking. But that would just be so irresponsible for me to do. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The whole, like, idea of dropping out has definitely changed. So that speaks to me. (laughs) And,
1: I mean, I don't necessarily have personal insight in this because I never really, you know, considered dropping out. And I think a lot of that comes from my own anxiety and my own idea. And I think I was, you know, I stigmatized it a ton growing up because my parents – instilled in me that that like that's not an option you know what i mean like they're like you are not dropping out and i my you know three of my brothers oh my three of my brothers i only have three older brothers My older three brothers, you know, they didn't go to college. I mean, my oldest one being autistic and not really an option, but um, Mm -hmm. the other two wanted to go into arts. They wanted to go into theater and they wanted to pursue acting. And they're like, my parents were like, if you're going to do that, you don't necessarily need to go to college and spend a lot of money to do that. Yes. Because you guys are already in the industry. You guys have already had enough experience. Directors know you. You have an agent. It's like you can just go do your thing. And for me, I didn't want to be an actor. I didn't want to do that. I didn't necessarily want to be in that kind of field. And so they're like, well, then it's not an option for you, is it? Yeah, it. Like, what do you do now? (laughs) Which it's like, you know, and like, that's the thing is that, I think that's where a lot of it comes from is that, you know, because even then my parents were like, you have an, econ-, like for my brothers, like you have an economic place. They're like, you have, yeah. you're making money doing the thing that you want to do. So therefore you do have an okay reason to not go to college. But for a lot of yeah. people, that's what bars them or that's the justification for doing it. They're saying you're not going to make money and not going to college. It's like, you need to do that. Which is that we live in a society type beat. We do is live that, in a
0: society. We which do. Which is that
1: we live in a society. Which is that you know we're instructed, we're socialized to believe that if you're not going to college, you're throwing your life away.
0: You're failing, yeah.
1: And that's not true. And it's I don't. And I don't want to do the. I you know. And the thing that I hate the most about. And Scott, I, I really want to hear your opinion on this because I know you have one. is you know what I hate the most about this <laughs> this dropout thing is those people who cool. are like in Carlson or in a business school who are like, Bill Gates dropped out. and he's a billionaire. Oh, yes. and it's like it's like, <laughs> yes, but he dropped out of like Harvard. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like he didn't yeah. just like he didn't drop out of like like Normandale because his mom <laughs> gave him hundred thousand dollars to fuck around the twin cities with. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's not a yeah. dig at people at Normandale. I'm saying that's a dig at people who think that they have the that are they think that they, they have a God complex, is what I'm saying. That they think that yeah. they can do whatever the hell that they want because they come from a great place of privilege. That's all I'm saying. Is that there's a lot of there's there's people, you know, there's people who have privilege in dropping out in the sense where it's like, oh I have I will always be financially supported and then I'll have yep. I can do whatever the hell I want. And those are also the But also on the other side of that coin, those are the same people who then go into majors at college that would be considered worthless and don't produce any money and, you know, fuck around all of college because they know that they have, you know, a financial safety net. I don't know what I'm saying, if it's bad or negative. I'm just throwing words out. But
0: bars, (laughs) what I'm saying
1: is, is that (laughs) what I'm saying is, is that it's not always the case where people always have the ability to be safe and that when you drop out in a society where they say that dropping out's bad you're taking an enormous risk especially when mm-hmm. you go in with the idea of being like i'm going to do what i love not the idea that i was like well i can start a fortune 500 company because bill gates did it and it's like that's not the same thing and you'd have no business experience and you have no groundbreaking idea yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. you know do you know what, but do you get what i'm saying do you, like does that yeah, does that make sense yeah, yeah it,
2: it does um and I, I guess for my situation um i'm not wealthy, my family is by no means wealthy at all very very middle class but um when i did decide to drop out uh there there was a brief moment where because my mom was so upset with my decision, she eventually came around on it and became supportive of it she was just scared initially that uh, you know she she said well we're we're not going to help you out and financially in, in any way if you if you need it yeah and it wasn't something i was terribly worried about cuz i was planning to work full time and pay all of, right yeah, and and pay, and pay all of my rent myself too and all, all of my bills myself too um, but then once uh, she started to open up more to the idea of me not doing school, uh, she backtracked on that, you know, withholding financial support. I've never really needed financial support from them. While I've dropped out, the only thing was borrowing money from them to buy a cheap, old, used car that I can use to <laughs> get, get to work. back and forth get from to work. work every yeah.
0: day. Yeah.
1: yeah, And I'm already paying you know, I think
2: paying my dad back for it, too. So.
1: Yeah, I think basically what I was saying with the original point is something you kind of touched on is that in college and out of college, whether you're a dropout or not, there are going to be people who abuse their privilege for both sides. And both will either be. Oh, yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting where it's like mm-hmm. the people in college will be, you know, praised for being in college and those out will not will not. But you could, uh, you know, and it's and then there's people who are actually working their ass off to pursue something that they would not be able to pursue otherwise because either school is getting in the way or it's taking a lot of time or it's just things that it's like or it's just not working for them and i think that like what you're talking about kind of shows that like when you said like i'm not getting any financial support from my parents you know what i mean like you weren't getting any financial support from your parents it's like you're working your ass off because you have a goal that you ha- – because you have a goal in mind. And so, and it's yeah. so exactly. funny because that breaks the stigma of it being, well, you're lazy for dropping out and you're uninspired. Because exactly. it's literally like I have – it's like I bought a car for the sole reasons so that I could pay for my life outside of college.
0: Exactly. And not to like toot your horn here because I'm not about that obviously. Um, but like – What you're doing, like dropping out of school and like working full time in order to pursue what you want is literally anything but lazy and anything but like uninspired or anything like that. And so I don't know. I definitely think I'm glad that we have this perspective on it um, because it wasn't like you dropped out because you're like, oh, I, you know, failed a bunch of classes. I drank my life away and I just want to fuck bitches, get money. Like it's actually like. Mm You know that college isn't going to offer you what you want out of life, and you were like, "Fuck okay. that shit," and, and that's that okay. is amazing. And so, yeah.
1: Scott, is there anything you want to plug besides your Venmo? Anything about your life? Anything besides any your messages Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to say? Uh, so you get a lot of thing. We got a lot of fucking old
2: people at the coffee shop. So if you're younger and want to get some coffee, come <laughs> oh in my to God. Sister Sludge and say hi. Seriously. Because I'm, I'm tired of serving all you. these old people. I want to talk to people that are closer to my age. Oh, man. my God. I'm –
1: it's real uh, – okay. Genuinely, it's really good coffee. It's re- like it's mm-hmm. actually like it really is, good.
2: It is, it Gemma. Is. Oh. oh, my I'm, God. I, I'm drinking some right
1: now. Yeah. it's it's actually we get it's really good coffee but we have so many people that are not our age and also not a lot of business in the winter so if you want to help support a local business
0: oh we love it,
1: yeah it has been dead in there
2: uh so hey, yeah there's feel. that um my my instagram is scott underscore larson underscore uh and then I, i'm also on twitter too uh He's got a funny tell, yeah. twitter but my, my Twitter handle is at Scott Larson, one, two, three.
0: Uh-huh. Your OnlyFans um, link now? <laughs>
1: uh, in the works. In the works. Okay,
0: uh. good. I'll be watching out. Um. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, Scott and I also, <clears throat> like Cole, who we had last season, we're um, yep. also on the podcast Goosebumps Gang. So... Um, mm-hmm.
0: You are, you are a whore for that self promo. You are a whore. Used I,
1: his self promo to give me my own promo. <laughs> well,
2: I was I was just about to move on to that. So Lucas, you did the work for me. Thank you.
1: Perfect. Um,
2: yeah, I'm I'm part of the Goosebumps gang. Real fun doing that. Uh, and then uh, I write a lot, and I I want to work more with others in terms of yes, writing. So if there's huge. any other writers or creators or actors or musicians i'm trying to get into music again but any creative thing you want to talk to me about not that you would want to but like (laughs) in the the off chance that you do uh you know come come find me dm me reach out i'd I'd love to make as much art in my life uh, as i can so
1: yeah thank you guys so much bye bye between Two Gophers, Six Feet Apart, is brought
2: to you by a small team from Studio U, hosted by Lucas Levin and Gemma Keeler, edited by Hank Berger, written by Alexander Denniston, music by Jake Swagbong, and produced by Hallie Fodness. Our website is StudioUMN.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at StudioUMN and on our Facebook and YouTube at Studio U. Thank you for listening to Between Two Gophers. Tune in every Monday for our new episodes.